Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Friday. Casey Gisclair here. Oh, we've got so much to talk about today. We've got so much going on to talk about today. In the next segment of the show, we're going to have Chandler Guitros. It's Friday. It's 1145. Where the heck else you think we're going to go? We're going to chat with Chandler about his baseball team, talk with Chandler about all of the great things that the Tarpon baseball team is doing. They're improving. They're getting better. They started Swampland on yesterday, uh, not yesterday, on Wednesday, and got a victory. They're 1-0 in their summer schedule. Thought they played pretty doggone well. Noon, got to talk about the Nichols baseball team. We're going to also talk about the Nichols baseball team here in this first segment of the show. Um, They're playing right now out in Lake Charles for an opportunity to make it to the Southland Conference Tournament Championship game. If Nichols wins today, they're going to have to get beat twice by somebody to be kept out of the NCAA tournament. What an amazing feat and accomplishment that would be for the you know Dirty Red, as they like to call them out in Thibodeau. Now, um, we've also got to talk about LSU. We've got to talk about the NBA playoffs at 12-15. We're going to go to Cameron Pierce, the head baseball coach at Terrebonne High School. We'll ask Coach Pierce about his team. They're in the same boat as everybody else, playing Swampland and you know getting some summer work. They're about ready to go to a big old wood bat tournament this weekend, staying sharp, getting some reps, getting some work. <clears throat> we'll ask Cameron about the way his team is competing so far over the summer. Uh, bottom of the show, maybe talk a little golf, maybe talk you know a little bit of uh, some different things that are happening. But we want to start off today's show talking about the Nichols baseball team. Um, as Actually, it's perfect timing because they just got a base hit and just took a 3 to nothing lead over New Orleans. Two RBI base hit, and they now lead 3 to nothing over New Orleans in the top of the third inning. Kudos to the Colonels. Kudos to Nichols. They are doing an amazing job. They are playing so doggone well. But I got some, some beef with the Southland Conference. Okay? Later in the show, we'll sing all the praises of the Colonels. We'll talk about how great they're playing, how well they're doing. We'll talk about all that. I promise you we'll talk about all that. I got some beef with the Southland Conference. This tournament is a mess. (laughs) Go on the Southland Conference website and look up the bracket for this tournament. You got this team A playing playing team B, and then you got a winner's bracket game. Like yesterday, Nichols played a winner's bracket game against Lamar, who wasn't in the winner's bracket. You got contingency plans. Hey, if there's this many teams left, this is going to be the bracket. If there's that many teams left, this is going to be the bracket. It's a mess. To the Southland Conference, for the love of all things good, Add an eighth team into your damn tournament. You've got eight teams in your league. You got more than eight teams in your league. Why are we doing this stupid, convoluted seven team bracket that is so difficult and complex and teams getting buys and double buys? Why are we doing that? Add an eighth team. Then you could have an even eight team bracket that would be clean as a whistle. Smooth as silk. That's the first gripe that I have. The second gripe that I have is why are all of these tournaments at McNeese? 
McNeese is one of the four teams left playing still because they got the damn tournament on their home field. And it's this way for everything in the Southland. The softball tournament, yeah, in McNeese. Basketball tournament, yeah, at McNeese. So let me tell you the backstory of why that is, right? And I'm sure there's going to be some know-it-all out there that's going to know far better about this than me because we've already had the debate and discussion on social media. And everybody knows everything about this topic, apparently, even though I was the one who was reporting on it as it happened. But McNeese was about ready to leave the Southland Conference tournament a couple years ago. Or the Southland Conference, rather, a couple years ago. Remember, the conference was crumbling. Teams were leaving. There were legitimate concerns about whether or not they would be able to keep enough teams in the conference to stay postseason eligible for Division I championship events. McNeese realized, hey, we're the glue that's holding this thing together. If we leave, this thing falls apart and collapses. So they went to the conference offices and said, hey, we're thinking about leaving. Conference said back, well, what can we do to make you stay? And the athletic department over there, knowing that they held the conference over a barrel, said, all right, yeah, we'll stay. You're giving us every single one of the championship events. Which at the time was probably a pretty good move on McNeese's part, right? Because part of succeeding in business is understanding when you have leverage, understanding when you have power, understanding how is the best way to use that leverage and that power. But here's the thing. The Southland Conference has since recovered. Lamar has come back. The conference is on good footing. They have an adequate amount of teams. The power and the leverage that McNeese once had to get these events is gone now. In the future, when these contracts run out, let's do something different. Let's do something different because it is absurd. And look, I love Lake Charles, right? I have nothing against Lake. I love Lake Charles. I genuinely, it's one of my favorite places in all Louisiana. But it's unfair to host. Look, I would even be okay if you had the damn tournament like in Sulphur, right? But no, they just play it just straight up on McNeese's field. That's more of what I take issue with. McNeese in everything just gets the comforts of, hey, in basketball, we play in our own gym. Softball, we play on our own field. Baseball, we play on our own field. Like, there's no inconvenience to them at all. And it's not fair and it's not right. Let the number one seed host the tournament. Why wouldn't this tournament be in Thibodeau? Oh, there's not enough hotels. Look in the stands right now in Lake Charles. There's nobody there. There are enough hotels in the home of Thibodeau area to house that crowd. This tournament, if you can house the Manning Passing Academy, which brings more than a thousand kids to our area and their moms and dads, then you could host this tournament. You could absolutely host this tournament. And then the last gripe that I have, and it's going to be a gripe that is going to be relevant today to Nichols is we don't do enough to protect the number one seed. And this kind of goes back to what I was talking about a minute ago when I said the tournament should be in Thibodeau. Nichols right now is playing a winner's bracket game with New Orleans. And by the way, New Orleans just hit a two-run home run and made it 3-2. to two. So Nichols is playing a Southland Conference tournament 
in Lake Charles as the number one overall seed. They are undefeated. They have not lost a game in the tournament. They are in the winner's bracket. They are in the catbird seat. And they're the road team today in their game. The road team. So so what's the benefit of being the number one overall seed? What's the benefit of going through the entire season and earning the number one seed if a coin toss in your conference tournament is going to decide who's the home or the road team? It's bad enough you're making them travel. It's bad enough that you came up with the craziest, most goofy bracket that anyone in the world could ever have to deal with. It's bad enough that you got to deal with all that. Now we take away your advantage of being able to bat last even. This is the difference between the Southland Conference and the SEC. This right here. Because if you pull this in the SEC, the LSU and the Alabama fans and and the Florida fans and the Georgia fans and all the rabid fan bases in the conference would burn the conference offices to the ground. Twitter would be on fire. You would log onto your Twitter and smoke would be coming out of your phone because little nonsense like this would never be able to fly in a conference that is marketed at the highest level. Southland needs to do better, man. Nichols has been disadvantaged in every way. And look, with all of that having been said, I think that they're going to rally forward. I think they're going to win the whole doggone thing, right? But boy, for a number one seed, they're having to travel a long, bumpy road to try to get there. And I think that's unfortunate. I don't think that's right. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we're going to chat with Chandler Guitros of South Lafouche High School. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DoFriendLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the DoFriend difference. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. 
Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. Gulf South Homes has a new building. Come check out our new offices and parts store. We have moved to the left side of our property. See, Ida threw us a curveball, but our new offices are home run. We sell all things for your mobile home parts needs. And of course, we can still sell you the new home of your dreams. Remember, we are still working with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program as well. Come and see us at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or give us a call, 985-876-0222. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering, also holding tanks. Rentals and portable hand washing stations. Call Joe Septic Contractors 24 7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe Septic at viscom.net. Top of four. With two outs, Nichols is batting. They're leading 3-2 to two over New Orleans. No one on, so it's a quiet inning so far for the Colonels. The winner of that game will advance to the Southland Conference Tournament Championship and will have to get beat twice. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We go to the phone lines for the first time today, and we go to South Lafouche baseball coach, Coach Chan Legitros. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are we doing today? Hey, Casey, doing great. Good. Happy to hear it, man. Uh, got a chance to see you guys play on Wednesday and took on the Terrebonne team. Wilson's Oysters got a walk-off win. Brother, tongue-in-cheek question before we get serious. Look, the first game that I went to for Varsity Baseball was a win. The first game that I went to for Swampland Baseball was a win. The curse is dead, Bubba. The curse is dead. I think that monkey ain't just off your back. I think he's locked away. We ain't never going to see him again. Yes, sir. That is the plan. Look, talk about the way the kids played. Um, I was impressed. I, you know, there were some little mistakes. There were some summer mistakes, right? You know, maybe some fielding errors here, there, whatever it may be. But I told you this privately when you and I were just texting about it. You guys threw six different pitchers, one new pitcher per inning, and they all came in, and by and large, they located, they threw strikes, and, like, dude, you could do some stuff with that whenever you, you know, get a little more advanced and get a little more sophisticated in what you're doing. Yeah, look, uh, start with pitching. I thought it was uh, pretty excellent all the way throughout. I think that even in that last inning where they came back and tied it, I thought that we, we threw well. We just had a couple of uh, little defensive errors and didn't really close it too well. Uh, but, no, pitching was outstanding. Uh, you look at all across the board, all six guys. I mean, Brock Johnson had the most beautiful four-pitch walk I've ever seen in my life because uh, all four pitches were strikes. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Everyone, everyone threw very well. Uh, offensively, I was impressed with the way that we came out the gate swinging, uh, especially, uh, you know, first game out. This is the first time this team got to take the field together, uh, and no one was intimidated. The guys that we brought back uh, from the varsity season last year looked like season varsity players. The guys that come up uh, from that JV level, I thought, performed uh, well in spots. And uh, like you said, uh, oh, before I get into defense, uh, Terrebonne's guys threw well. They threw their uh, top six arms at us, and uh, – 
that, that wasn't no uh, no joke. Some arms. There's a lot of guys from last season. So uh, those, their guys threw well. I thought we competed offensively, and uh, then defensively, uh, just a little lack of focus at times. And I wasn't really happy with the way that we closed the game. But you know, it's summertime, man. We're gonna we're gonna learn and we're gonna get through it. And uh, it's a lot of guys that are very capable of making those mistakes. So we're gonna clean it up. One thing that I was super impressed with, bro, is uh, we saw Josh Mack gun some guys out, and we saw your other uh, little guy, his name escapes me, please help me with that, throw some guys out. Your two catchers both showed an ability to uh, be policing the traffic on the bases pretty strongly, man. You guys were gunning dudes left and right out there. Yeah, look, uh, Josh is just a great arm talent. Uh, he does a lot of things well, but uh, and look, he's uh, going to be a sophomore this year, so there's a lot of growth uh, that we could get out of him. Uh, the other guy that we had is Dane Danoff, yes, he's a senior yes. who's uh, fighting for playing time. He's playing with the Hogs as well this summer. Uh, and look, we're going to make an open competition just because everybody thinks, uh, you know, Josh uh, might be this. We're going to give Dane a shot, you know, and uh, and they're going to compete openly, uh, try to get as close to 50-50 reps as we can. And uh, Dane Danoff is actually filling out very well. He's lost a lot of weight, a lot of uh, uh, slim down, you know, and I think that if uh, him or Josh, whoever doesn't win that battle, would be more than capable of taking a corner outfield spot. So I think that they're going to be uh, two of the top nine through twelve guys somewhere in there in our uh, on our team with the sticks. So we're going to have to find roles for them uh, defensively to make it work offensively. But uh, I think Coach Bugs and a love what he has to work with this year behind the plate. Man, one of the things that um, was very impressive was the first guy he gave the ball to was Worley and. Um, you know, last year watching him throw on varsity, it was it sometimes looked like he was throwing an EFIS pitch. He was throwing it, you know, yeah. so slow. But he's added some velo, man. Like it was noticeable to me watching. It's like, man, he's throwing harder. And then I was sitting right next to the guys working the gun, and they were like saying, you know, 75, 76. And even they were commenting, like, oh, man, that's way faster than what he's normally throwing. So old Worley out there is not just a soft tossing, crafty pitcher anymore. He's got a little velo to him now. Yeah, man, and look, that's what we're looking to get more out of them is more than one time through the lineup. Because I think last year, if we would have let him go more than one time through the lineup against a good hitting team, he would have got timed up and hit pretty hard. Uh, but in order to be a, you know, we're going to give him a shot in a starting role, so he's got to be able to, uh, you know, from jump go through multiple rounds through the lineup and uh, be able to compete. And uh, you know, he is, uh, he doesn't always look like it, but he's one of the more competitive guys we got on our roster. You know, sometimes he looks like he just uh, got out of bed and he's rolling him onto the mound, but. Uh, look, he's a competitor. He's fiery. And, uh, you know, we're going to get him in better shape this year. Coach Buck worked with him uh, just briefly uh, with some stuff that he came back from a clinic with that he went to uh, over the past weekend. And we added four to five miles an hour just in the bullpen before the game. So little things like that, man. We're always trying to get better as coaches. And we have some very coachable kids. And I think that we're going to uh, see some great things, not just from Cooper, but from the rest of our pitching staff as well. For sure, man. Look, we talk about this over the summer is that, you know, hey, you're you're trying to develop guys. You're trying to build depth and all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, it is still a baseball game, and you guys are trying to win it. How cool was it to see, you know, hey, they come back in the top half and tie it up, and then instead of it just, you know, being a quiet bottom half and then the game ends in a tie, nope, you guys, you know, pushed it through and got that run and walked it off. Like, you learn how to win a ball game, man. That, that's got to be important no matter what level you're playing at. Oh, for sure, man, and uh, just the little adversity uh, that we had to go through to get there because we didn't have very much adversity until the uh, the top of the sixth inning. Um, you know, we had kind of cruised throughout the game, took a lead early, carried it on through the end, and we didn't finish the game well, but uh, defensively, that is. 
But to be able to turn around, hold it to a tie game uh, instead of uh, letting them take the lead or anything like that, we came back with the sticks in the bottom of the sixth. And, uh, you know, we're able to get guys on base, uh, create a little bit of chaos, had some very good at-bats. And I thought Dane had an excellent at-bat to end the game. Uh, you know, he took some pitches that were close and, uh, you know, swung at the right ones, fouled a couple off. And, uh, yeah, you know, we found a way to, to get it done. And uh, in baseball, especially these low-scoring games, you got to find different ways how to win them. You know, you got to be able to win in multiple ways. And uh, it was great that our, you know, like I said, this new team had the opportunity to be able to do that and, uh, you know, learn some lessons while uh, ended up uh, on the right end of the win-loss column. I asked BJ this yesterday. BJ was actually talking to me while driving to Homa to go and eat lunch with you know the boys, and I, I think the wife was with him too. And I asked you this same question because I know you're with the family out at you know you said a museum in Gulfport or something like that right now. How important is it to have days like that, man? Because look, you guys are busting it hard, you know, uh, long hours and and long days, long nights, and you spend more time with your starting pitcher and your starting first baseman than you do your starting daughter, right? You spend more time with the kids than you, you, you do the wife uh, and you know, and everybody at home. How important is it to have the opportunity to unwind, kick back, and just be a dad and a husband for a little while? Oh, look, man, it's excellent. Uh, you know, especially the summertime. The reason I enjoy the summer as best I can, I look, I'm giving our baseball players off. we just coming off the grind uh, since January. We've been at it pretty much every day. Uh, so, like you said, right now we're in Gulfport, Mississippi. We had a children's museum. Going to go eat some brick oven pizza together, hang out by the pool later, and uh, stay here for a couple of days uh, just with the family. So we're going to definitely enjoy that. And in order to stay sane, man, you have to. You have to because it's such a grind. And uh, you need that family time because even whenever you're at home uh, in the summertime, people think that, uh, you know, teachers and coaches get summers off. Dude, when, I, when I'm in, uh, in cutoff over the summer, I'm at the field cutting or I'm always doing something. So uh, having these little getaways and, you know, making sure you make that time is extremely important, uh, especially I know uh, BJ coaches the same as me, fall and a spring sport. You know, you really uh, don't get much of a break in the wintertime. Uh, so it's you better enjoy your summer uh, for sure. So uh, hopefully our uh, players are doing the same thing, enjoying their Memorial Day weekend. And uh, when we get back to work on Tuesday, hopefully everybody's recharged and refreshed. Nichols is actually on the field right now out in Lake Charles. They're leading 3-2, to two, but UNO is threatening with two on and two out and I believe, the bottom of the fourth inning. Bro, that's got to be really fun watching those guys play because, look, some Nichols teams in years past, it was guys from all over. They were just kind of thrown together. But this Nichols team, bro, it's dudes from this area. It's dudes that you've coached against. It's dudes that you maybe have, you know, have played for you at the Bayou All-Star game or whatever it may be. It's dudes that, like, you legitimately know. It's a lot of fun watching those Bayou boys tangle with those top teams in the conference, man. Man, I'll tell you what it is, especially that uh, little EDY trio with Wes Parker and uh, Devin DeSandro. Uh, look, this all guys that we went to war with. Uh, sometimes they got us. Sometimes we got them. Uh, Zane Washington coach against him uh, as well. Uh, look, it's uh, it's just a tremendous job that they are focusing on the local kids. We have so much talent in our region, Casey. It, it's unreal um, that even if guys got to go the JUCO route or, or something like that, that uh, you know the Nichols coaches could stay in touch with those guys because we're a very talented area. Uh, you see success, uh, you know, playoff wise and beyond. But uh, yeah, it definitely uh, helps generate local interest in a program where you're not watching a bunch of guys from Oklahoma or Kansas that are, uh, you know, competing for your, uh, your home school. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun, man, wishing those guys all the success in the world. I think I heard you uh, talking the first segment, and uh, you might have mentioned it. UNO has the bottom. Yeah, isn't that some? 
that's that's a shame, man. That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So they actually Nichols actually just got out of the fourth inning, no damage done. It's three to two going to the fifth. Um, one thing that I think is is really beneficial to your team, coach, and I'll leave you with this is. I've been going, you know, to some late season games and, you know, the, obviously I went to the first summer game, got some of the former players coming back and they're starting to hang out. And, and a couple of things that are worth noting. A, Darren Ducey is, is huge now. I mean, he's slimmed down. He's big. Ben Martin is huge now. I gained probably 30, 40 pounds of muscle. Like these guys are big and strong. And I think just having them around and the kids seeing like how physically impressive those guys are and, you know, knowing what they've done, like that's some great role models. And I think it's a great um, opportunity for the kids to look and see, hey, if I work hard, like maybe that could be me someday, man. I think that's a big asset to your program. Man, it is. And look, we're uh, we're so blessed that our, our kids, whenever they're, uh, you know, not in school, whether it be uh, for spring break or whatever, those guys came to practice with us. Josh Pierce was throwing bullpens with Coach Bucky like a month ago. Uh, ben Martin's getting cage reps. We let Darren Ducey hit on the field with our guys a couple of uh, a couple of times just to scare our freshmen uh, and have them go track balls behind the softball field because that's how far some of them are traveling now. <laughs> uh, but look, uh, we we love those guys in our program. They know the doors never closed, and they take advantage of them. Man, they still come get work with us, and we're all, we're always going to be their coaches. And it's uh, just a uh, great. Uh, you know, like you said, great role models for our players currently in the program that, yeah, hey, if I, if I work hard, this is what I could be. This is what I could do. No doubt. Brother, we thank you so much for the time. Go get back into that museum, brother. Enjoy your weekend, man. All right, man. Y'all have a great one. Yep. That is Coach Chandler Guitro. doing an excellent job, as always. Glad that he's getting some family time and super appreciate the fact that he's spending some of that family time with us to honor his Friday at 1145 radio commitment. And the Colonels are batting. In the fifth, they just got out of a big jam in the fourth. They're clinging to a one-run lead, uh, so we'll be keeping our eyes on that one. If you're saying, hey, I'm really invested in the Colonels and I really want to listen to that game, <clears throat> reluctantly, I, no I normally don't like telling you to change the radio station, right? But you could go over across the hall and put it on 100.3. Luke plays on says out across the way. I'm actually looking at him. We're both just uh, locked eyes and smiling and laughing at each other. Big old Luke's out there working the board, and he's making things happen on the FM side. But if you want to stay with us, we'll be live until 1, and I promise you I'll be giving you scoreboard updates throughout the ballgame out there in Lake Charles. Let's catch a break when we get back. Maybe talk a little LSU in the next segment. The Tigers fall to Arkansas out in Hoover. It's play-by-play. -play. We'll be right back after this. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. 
Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Education. Prevention. Care. At Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute, we're committed to impacting future generations through promoting healthcare education and disease prevention. Our team specializes in athletic injury prevention and post care, using the latest techniques to help athletes perform at their best and stay in the game or get them back in action. Discover more about how Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute provides healthcare for our community at tghealthsystem.com. We got some breaking news from the NFL on multiple levels. Um, the first piece of breaking news from the NFL is that DeAndre Hopkins, the Arizona Cardinals wide receiver, you know, former elite level wide receiver, has been released. Um, obviously, there were rumors and whispers that the Cardinals were shopping Hopkins on the trade market. Apparently, there was no trade market because now he's for a free agent. He is now free to go to whatever team he wishes. And he has already openly expressed, which got me smiling from ear to ear, he's already openly expressed that he wants to be a Cowboy. So obviously look for Dallas to maybe be active there, maybe look for some other teams to be active there. New Orleans, if they have foresight and realize and understand that in a week or two, Michael Thomas will be hurt, they would maybe, well, hell, I'm saying a week or two, they're doing mini camp right now. Michael Thomas is already hurt and not in the lineup, so maybe they get involved. Um, But this is very interesting because this is a guy who, when he's healthy and when he's right, like this is an all-world wide receiver. This is not just a guy who's... um, you know, a run-of-the-mill, you know, seven catches for 60 yards receiver. This is a guy who has, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, a thousand-yard seasons. This is a guy who had a 115-catch, 1,572-yard season. Um, this is a guy who, in his first year in Arizona just a couple years ago, had a 115-catch, 1,407-yard receiver. Seven, 1,407 receiving yard season. Um, This is a guy who's big time, premier player, highlight level receiver, uh, acrobatic catches, jumping up in traffic, making like the hardest plays imaginable throughout the course of a game. And he's now available. Um, I think the market is going to be very competitive. I think there are going to be a lot of teams interested and frankly, I'm shocked that Arizona wasn't able to find someone willing to give up something for this dude. 
be it a fifth round pick, a, you know, a sixth round, something. You cannot convince me that there was no team in the NFL willing to give up anything for this guy. You can't convince me. But the Cardinals being what they are, and that is a second-rate NFL franchise that, frankly, has really never been good at the highest level. They've had some runs here and there. But uh, they're a mess now. You know, you got uh, Kyler Murray held down to a long-term deal. You were 4-13 and last year. Everybody wants out. You were awful on offense. You were awful on defense. You weren't good at anything. And now one of your best players has just been let go for nothing. Whew, that's tough. Second piece of breaking news from the world of the NFL is that John Gruden has been at New Orleans Saints camp, and this is according to Jeff Duncan. John Gruden has been at New Orleans Saints camp working with Derek Carr and helping install the Saints offense for the 2023 season. Now, John Gruden is a, is a good football coach, but John Gruden also got fired from the Raiders in 2021 for using racist, homophobic, and sexist language in emails. Boy, that's the guy you want to have in your building today. But New Orleans is giving him an opportunity to, I guess, be a consultant because he is working with Derek Carr, and they have spent time in the last week putting the offense together. What I'm going to say is about ready to piss some people off, but it's the truth. Why do you have Pete Carmichael still in the building? Why? For what? For what reason? Why do you still have Pete Carmichael in the building? If you don't trust your offensive coordinator to install his own offense, then why is he there? This reminds me of the time that a high school coach installed an offense that he didn't know and hired somebody else to come in and teach it to the kids. How did that work out, right? This is the same thing happening in New Orleans. You got Carmichael in the building who's not even in control of his own offense. You got John Gruden coming in and teaching the offense to Derek Carr, going through the terminology, going through the offensive installation. While you already have an offensive coordinator. So if you have that little trust in Pete Carmichael, if you don't trust him to run his own stuff, then why is he there? This past offseason, Dennis Allen, why didn't you just say, yo, Pete, it's been real, but, you know, it's just not meshing, bro. Like, good luck to you. Why not? Instead, you're now going to go, and I'm saying behind his back, he may know that this is going on, whatever it may be. But even still, you're asking a former NFL head coach to come in and say, hey, work with my quarterback, teach him this often. That's just not how it works. That's just not how it works, man. Like, If he's not a member of your staff, he shouldn't be overriding members of your staff. And on the idea, like on the surface level, I understand what Dennis Allen's trying to do. Derek Carr's best years were spent with John Gruden as his head coach. But if that's the case, just hire John Gruden to call your damn plays. Instead, you're going to 
ask him to put in something that someone else is going to call. They're obviously not going to know it as well as John Gruden. Like I, I just don't get it. It's a big old hodgepodge. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't get what they're trying to accomplish here. On the one hand, I don't understand why you would even want him helping your team given the, again, let me read it again, racist, homophobic, and sexist language in emails. I don't understand why you would want someone like that. But then let's throw all that to the side as if that's even possible and let's just talk about purely the X's and O's of it all. Just don't know that it makes sense. Or if it does make sense, and it may well, because he may get the best out of Carr, but if it does make sense and he's the best guy to get the most out of your quarterback, then just bring him in. Just tell Pete, hey, like, bro, like, you, you put in a bunch of time here. Like, we're good. We're good. We get somebody else. Just don't understand. The, the Saints minicamp has been, it's been so fascinating to see how this has been reported. And look, I, I've got sidetracked. I'm going to talk LSU baseball later in the show, I promise. It's been so fascinating to see how this has been reported. The, the people who cover the team in New Orleans are the biggest closet black and gold homers in the history of the world. Every day you log on Twitter. Oh, Carr was eight of eight and looked like the greatest quarterback in history. It's the same stuff they said about Jameis Winston. It's the same stuff. They like every year. It's the same thing. These mini camps and like this off season OTAs. You can't read anything into that. Right? Nothing. But yet every day, oh, such and such was a standout performer today. Oh, that's a great sign for such and such was incredible today. Carr had great command of the offense today. It's a great sign for New Orleans. Give me a break, man. You know what I, you know when I'm going to believe that Derek Carr is the right guy to turn this thing around? When I see him do it in September. And you know why I am pessimistic about his ability to be that guy in September? Because last September, I watched him command the Las Vegas offense and drive it into the dirt. Despite having an elite all-pro weapon in Devontae Adams. Despite having the NFL's leading rusher in Josh Jacobs. You got a quarterback that couldn't move the ball with an elite target on the outside and an elite running game. And you're trying to tell me that it's a guarantee that he's going to have success in an offense where Alvin Kamara is going to be suspended, where Michael Thomas is going to be out for the season after the third game, where Olave is going to be pretty much your exclusive weapon, and you're not going to have a whole lot of weaponry outside of that. You're you're like, are we sure that this is going to be an offense that's going to shake the world with an offensive coordinator that they don't even trust enough to install the offense? Give me a break, man. We're doing too much to hype this this stuff happening in May, right? Let's get to July. Let's watch a preseason game. I would even take more stock in that over what we're seeing right now when we're in shells and we can't even get hit, right? Over in Lake Charles, let me grab the iPad. I actually put it on the charger for a second. Let me unplug it from the charger. Over in Lake Charles, the Colonels have actually grabbed the iPad at the right time. Colonels just hit a home run. Let's see if anybody was on base. I think it was a solo shot. <clears throat> it was Alvarez that hit it. It's now 4-2 to two Colonels in the top of the sixth inning. Nichols adds an insurance run to their lead. 
if they win that game, they're going to have to get beat twice in the conference tournament. That's going to be really difficult for somebody to do. So the Colonels are nearing and are approaching being in the catbird seat, nearing and are approaching being in a great spot to maybe punch a ticket into the NCAA tournament. So good on them. They had an insurance run. Now let's see if they could hold on, and we're certainly rooting for them to do so. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we're going to Cameron Pierce of Terrebonne High School. Uh, Coach Pierce and the Tigers are doing what everyone else is doing. They're competing hard over the summer, staying sharp, staying fresh, all that good stuff. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, the back road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. What's up? This is Casey Gisclair, and this is why I choose State Bank for all my banking needs. State Bank is a local bank, which means you get a taste of home when you walk through the doors. The bank's motto is Cajun Banking. Serve just the way you like it, and that's for a reason, because you're always greeted by a real banker who provides smiling service. But State Bank also has the latest banking technologies, which means you get the best without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all love. So go visit them today at one of their many locations. They're proud bankers serving a proud community. Resilient bankers serving a resilient community at State Bank. Now 70 years strong. Hey, it's me, Gus the Gopher for Atmos Energy. Being a gopher, I like to dig. That's what us gophers were born to do, along with eating plants, taunting groundskeepers, and listening to bluegrass music. And I especially enjoy digging around the yard. Occasionally, I bump into a utility line and I get a headache. Ouch! After all, they're hard to miss since they can be buried anywhere. But if you hit one with your shovel, backhoe, or ditch digger, you could cause a gas leak, disrupt service, or worse. Makes me shaking my paws just thinking about it. You can avoid all of this by calling 811 at least three business days before you or someone else digs in your yard to have those underground utility-owned lines marked. Calling 811 will help protect your property, and more importantly, you. It's free, and it's the law. You dig what I'm saying? For more on safe digging, visit atmosenergy.com slash 811. It's Ram season at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Made in America. A simple idea that means everything at Mueller Metal Roofs and Buildings. It means local branches dealing with friends and neighbors you trust. It means innovation leading the way with better solutions. It means caring about our products and even more about the people who use them. It means pride in a job well done. Mueller. Made in America. Made to last. Wrestling has more than one royal family.
Welcome back to Play by Play. We want to thank Chandler for his time earlier in the show. We enjoyed our 10, 15 minutes with him. Now we're going to enjoy our 10 or 15 minutes with Coach Cameron Pierce of Terrebonne High School. The Tigers are uh, spending their summer months staying active, playing a lot of baseball. And we have Coach Pierce on the line now. Buddy, good afternoon. How are we doing today? I'm all right. How about yourself? Doing fine, man. I'm actually uh, got it made here in the studio, bro. I got the Nichols game on an iPad. I got uh, you know another college game on the laptop. And we're making it happen, talking some baseball with you. Uh, partner, watched your team play against South Lafouche on Wednesday. And like we were talking about when we were texting about it, some good and some bad, man. Your kids competed, played hard, and uh, came up a little bit short, but they, they fought hard, man. I thought for a summer league game, it was a well-played game. It was, and when you consider who we trotted out on the field, you know, we had two guys that were everyday starters this last year that were on the field. We were turning a lot of inexperience, so we got a lot of guys in different spots trying to see who can fill what roles. And truth be told, with our tournament coming up this weekend on the mound, we treated it like a, as, as a total bullpen day where we had a different guy every inning. Each guy had a pitch count and really just trying to see who can fill what spot. Because with 23 guys we carried this past year, we graduated 11. So that means we're returning about 12. We do have a handful that are either injured or not playing this summer. So it's just a matter of who can take what spots and what our roster looks like. And I know you're one of the guys, and there are another couple of coaches in the area that share the same sentiment. They're trying to just kind of spruce up Swampland a little bit. And, you know, you know, wanting a little more to be out there about the standings and who's winning. And, you know, I'm going to do my best to keep up with all that throughout the course of the summer. But is is that push, you know, just to try to, to make the kids buy in a little more and like, hey, let's go and make it happen? It's somewhat, uh, to me, it gives them something to play for. There you go. I remember when I coached at uh, HL a few years back and we did Swampland and it was nice to, to make the playoffs and, you know, it the playoffs back then were in Berwick, but it was nice to still go out there and, you know, have something to play for. You know, it was, it was at the time, it was a big deal when in the semifinals we beat Edie White. You know, it, it ultimately ended up not amounting to much because we lost the championship game, but still it was something to play for. And I noticed that the Crescent City League does this, and, you know, I'm good friends with uh, Ryan Jensen at Lutcher. We talk about it all the time. And, you know, it, I get that a lot of kids and a lot of people just – after Fourth of July, I don't really want to do much baseball, and I'm kind of similar. But I still think that, you know, I don't want the kids to feel, you know, go through emotions just because it's the summer. Like I, I want there to actually be something on the line rather than a, a potential starring spot or a role for next year. Yeah, no, I'm with that. I think that that's that's very well said and very well thought out. Um, in terms of specific things on the field that you guys are working at. What are some areas throughout the month of June that you guys are going to be trying to get better at? Um, you know, I know we talked about, you know, base running was something that you guys struggled at this past season. And I know you you, you and I chatted uh, trying to find a little more gap-to-gap power in this lineup. Are those some of the areas you guys are working on? Pretty much. Um, base running, I think, as a whole across the board, when you look at most most places, base running has kind of been the afterthought. You know, when you look at guys like Ethan Fry for uh, for LSU who's – Go, you know, taking off on a on a routine fly ball to the right field to the right fielder, you're uh, pr- you pretty much get the get the vibe that base running is not as valued as it once was. And for us, we're not good enough or talented enough to overcome that. So we have to get better at it. And we're trying to put more more of the onus on on the players, putting more ownership with them base running. So we're offering a lot more green lights in hopes that it helps them get better jumps. Um, we talked about gap to gap power. I mean, you, you know who I'm graduating. I'm, I'm losing 
every I'm losing every home run we hit in the last couple of years. So I, I returned zero varsity home runs this, this coming year. So our whole philosophy, you know, we're not going to as much play for the big inning as we're going to try to learn how to score one run an inning. To me, like, that's where our offense stands. We've got some guys that can swing them. We've got some guys with some pop, but we don't have just the, the overall basher-type power that we've had the last year with Lovell, Jones, Chasson. You know, those three guys, and if you add Colin Mills from the year before, you know, those four guys, that's, that's, a, that's a murderer's row of, of hitters that you just really don't want anything to do with. We don't necessarily have that same type, so it's going to be a lot more small ball, a lot more stealing, just adapting to what our strengths will be. Yeah, that's that's good to hear, man. One thing that I was impressed with, and you mentioned that it was kind of a bullpen game, and you know everybody gets an inning, whatever it may be. Some of those kids who threw threw well and had a lot of movement, and you know you could see that their stuff had a little electricity to it. So I think your pitching staff is going to have a little depth, and I think you guys are going to be okay on the mound, man. Right, we don't we don't have the. Um just the overall number of arms that we had last year. Um, but I will say that a couple of guys we're bringing back, um, we actually threw four of them uh, on Wednesday night that had significant uh, innings on varsity this year. We bring back Kyle Liner. We bring back Jace Lagarde. Those guys ate up a lot of innings this year. And also Ethan Mormon and Landon English, both of them ate up a lot of innings on varsity too. So our top four returning pitchers have logged a lot of innings. So, Getting on the mound in a varsity game is nothing new for them. It's just a matter of building up the pin around them. We said it Wednesday night. We know what these four can do in a varsity game, but we need to build it up behind them. They can't be, we can't just get through a whole season on these four arms. So it's a matter of seeing the guy that started the game, Ian Thibodeau, and seeing the guy that finished the game, Brogan Molazon, along with a couple other guys that can throw but didn't throw. It's a matter of seeing what those guys can do when they get the opportunity as well. Bro, I know you, you follow the LSU baseball team pretty closely, and you know you and I text about you know, the Tigers at times. And you know I'm going to do a whole segment on LSU in the next segment of the show, but just kind of a preview of some of the things I'm going to say is, yeah, you lost to Arkansas yesterday, and yeah, that's a bummer, but if I'm Jay Johnson, I am probably really pleased with what I'm seeing because, look, man, it's not often LSU is going to lose a 5-4 to four game, right? Because often their offense is going to score more than five. But to me, it's been impressive the fact that now for two straight days against two elite offenses, your bullpen comes in and doesn't allow a single run. And, Coach, you know this. If LSU gets good relief pitching, they're going to be hard to beat, man. So from Jay's perspective, he's got to be really proud of some of the things that he's seeing right there. Absolutely, because the bullpen has been dreadful for the latter half of the season. And it's just a matter of who doesn't matter who he trots out there. It's been the same song and dance over and over again. It makes you wonder if, of, out of all the guys he's trying out to, why isn't one of them just stepped up and said, I want the ball? So it's nice to know that LSU's played two games and they've only used four pitchers or five pitchers. Uh, I, I forgot Dutton faced one guy. But, uh, but no, I, when you look at how, how yesterday's game went, it, it's frustrating. But, again, you gotta got to keep in mind who you're up against. All the, um, all the SEC teams, they know Paul Skeens and they're, they're – they all have good coaches. They're not. They're not going to. They're not. They're not going to drop the ball when it comes to preparing for a guy like that, and especially somebody like Dave Van Horn, who's been around the block, a guy who's literally been a strike away from winning the World Series. He's going to know how to prepare for a, for an arm like that, and it doesn't surprise me one bit that they, that their hitters just fouled off pitch after pitch and ran up Paul Skeen's count, knowing full and well that LSU was not trying to ride him. So. You know, it, again, like I was telling somebody last night, LSU's locked up a national seed as far as I'm concerned. 
there's not really a ton else to play for, but at the same time, you know, look at who you're going up against today. I, if I'm Jay Johnson, I do not want to lose to Texas A&M. <laughs> yes, indeed. I had that same conversation with a buddy of mine, and that was the exact thing that I said. I said, hey, look, losing to Arkansas sucks, but now you get an opportunity to knock Texas A&M out. And, you know, at the end of the day, from for us petty LSU fans, that might even be better, right? Uh, I, I actually like Texas A&M less than Bama, if that makes any sense. It's, at least with Alabama, you know what you're getting, and for the most part, their athletes they can back it up. Texas A&M just rubs me the wrong way. They're like the annoying cousin that won't leave you alone at the, at the family reunion. No doubt. Look, you guys had a uh, a kid sign this past week. Levels going on to the next level. Um, he's a good player. You guys also have Kobe Jones going off to the next level. Uh, if there's anybody that I miss, please fill me in. But man, to be sending a couple to college, it's got to make a, the old coach awfully proud, man. It does. And when you look at the two guys that signed, you know they're. Those two, to me, deserve it. They're both very talented, and they've put in a lot of work to get to this point. Um, we did have a guy in Bryce Chasson that I think was worthy of, of being um, being a college baseball player. It just unfortunately the injury bug never left him alone uh, in the last couple of years, and I think he, I think he finally hung it up. But um, I'm, it's it's encouraging for our uh, for the future of the program because they you know I've I've, I've got a kid that uh, I coached at Walker that is helping East Central Community College in the whatever division World Series they're in. And he's actually signed with UNO for next year. So to see a guy like Ethan go to a place like Jones, that's a that's a big deal. And to me I think I think Kobe's gonna gonna shock some people when he gets to when he gets to Xavier. He's he's got the ability to hit at any level. I think it's just a matter of, you know, would Kobe decide to show up that day. Kobe's a great ball player and when he shows up just to play ball, he, he could step up his game and play at any level. Look, right now, I got it on the iPad. Nichols is leading UNO 4-2 to in the top of the seventh inning. The winner of that game advances to the Southland Conference Championship game and will have to get beat twice. Um, man, I asked Chandler this, and I'm going to ask you the same thing. To see a Colonel team that has so much local talent, right? You know, three from E.D. White, a kid from Terrebonne, and you know, even beyond just the Bayou region, you know, the big arm Myers is from Santa Monica, and just so much Louisiana flavor. It makes the team a whole lot more fun to watch as opposed to years past when they were just kind of thrown together with JUCOs from all over the, the country. Yeah, it is because a lot of people don't really look at this region as a region that's been strong in baseball, and I think the last two years have kind of gone against that that logic. You know, that like you said, you got three kids that played at Ed White. You got I actually coached against Zane Washington back in the day, so having those guys, and I think I've actually coached against the Santa Mall kid during my years at Walker. So I've, uh, you know, to see these guys help get uh, get Nichols to the possible, you know, a possible NCAA regional berth. That's that's a big deal. And I think, like I told you in the text, I don't think I was alive the last time Nichols was uh, was in the postseason. It's certainly been a long time, indeed, partner. Look, before we let you go, you guys are going to the Wooden Bat Tournament this weekend, uh, playing a lot of games with all your three different teams. What are some goals you got? What are some things you're hoping to see? I just compete, really. I mean, uh, varsity. We're, we're playing uh, Parkview and Catholic, so we're we're not exactly getting a getting a layup with any of those teams. And our third game with, with varsity will depend on how we do uh, in those two games. Um, JV freshman. It's really about just competing against different competition, which is really the whole purpose of coming to this tournament. To me, it's a, it's a lot of fun, and a wood bat is a good equalizer because you know if you can. I really believe that if you can if you can hit with a wood bat, then you can hit no matter what you swing. But not everybody that swings a metal bat can, can hit with a wood bat. And to me, I think it can do a lot for confidence because like if, you, if you play somebody that you know is better than you and you're able to hang around, that might do something for your confidence. And 
you know, for for our program being that we were right, you know, won 18 games, didn't have, didn't make the playoffs. We need we need as much confidence as we can get to um, to project us in the next year. How frustrating is it? And I'm going to leave you with this because you just said 18 wins didn't make the playoffs. How frustrating is it that we're hearing the entire baseball season? You know, hey, we're going to meet in June. We're going to iron some things out. And then that June meeting just gets canceled, and you guys aren't even going to get an opportunity to express your frustrations. How frustrating is that? Uh, it's par for the course, really. I mean, you got an organization running high school athletics in this state that operates um, operates as they please with really no repercussions for any decisions they make or anything they, anything they call off. It's, you know, I, I know I probably shouldn't be, you know, this blunt about it, but you know, at, at some point, some, some things have to matter. And I was telling somebody the other day, like if, if there, if three schools want, if there's a certain three schools wanted things done, they'd get done. But you know, if a school like Terrebonne's complaining, then nothing's going to happen. So it, it, it's uber frustrating because that just shows where their heads are at. It ain't about the kids. It, it's about them and whatever makes their job easier, which that's, that's just not how things need to be. Yeah, it's frustrating indeed, brother. Thanks so much for the time. Have a great weekend, and uh, keep me updated how you guys do, all right? Will do. Appreciate you having me. Yep, that's Coach Cameron. Pierce doing an excellent job for the Terrible and Tigers. <clears throat> Coach Pierce and his guys will be going to play that wood bat tournament. Stay sharp. Uh, and look, he said it best. If you could hit with wood, uh, you're going to be able to hit with, with metal for sure uh, because the wood bat is, is less forgiving. The metal bat obviously has a larger sweet spot, whatever it may be. So curious to see how the Tigers do against that very elite competition over the next couple of days. Nichols leads 4-2 to two. in the seventh. They're batting with a runner on first and now two outs. <clears throat> Trying to punch that ticket forward into the championship game of the Southland Conference Tournament out in Lake Charles. They've got nine more outs to get. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. Talk some LSU baseball. I promised it earlier in the show but then got sidetracked and started talking about Derek Carr and different things. But I will get you some Tiger talk in the next segment. It's play-by-play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. If you own your own business and kept your employees working during COVID in 2020 and 2021, then you are most likely entitled to the employee retention credit that the federal government is offering small business owners. With the ERC grant, you can receive up to $26,000 per employee, and this is not a loan, and you do not have to pay it back. If you are a qualifying business, it is best to use an accounting firm that specializes in only ERC grant filing. RC Advisors can guide you through this process, and we don't get paid unless you get paid. RC Advisors is now hiring referral specialists, full-time or part-time, work from home. We will supply you leads and make your own hours. All you do is send us a potential business that might want to apply for the grant, and we do the rest. Time is running out to apply for this grant, so if you have questions, please call for a free consultation. 1-888-90-ERC-GRANT. That's 1-888-903-7247. Or visit www.applyercgrant.biz to apply today. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. 
Attention event managers, Joe's Septic Contractors has been there for you in New Orleans and the surrounding areas. Whether it's a construction site, fair or festival, let Joe's Septic Contractors help you determine how many potties and how much temporary fencing you may need for your next event. Visit joeseptic at viscom.net. That's joeseptic at viscom.net. Locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and Odessa, Texas. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. If you're a Medicaid member, changes are coming that could cause you to lose benefits. The good news is you may be eligible to take part in a special enrollment event and qualify for a plan for less than $10 a month. If you need assistance, contact Navigators for a Healthy Louisiana Today. We provide free guidance to help you choose the health insurance option that's right for you and your family. To find out more, visit GetCoveredLA.org. That's GetCoveredLA.org. Rev is creating the next evolution in communication, a network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. The next level in communications. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. Welcome to Rev. Learn more at letsrev.com. They're called add-on runs. They're called insurance runs. And Nichols just got one. They now lead 5-2. to two. Going to the bottom of the seventh inning, UNO actually just got out of the inning. So the Colonels lead 5-2. to two going to the bottom of the seventh inning, trying to hold on, trying to uh, get a big victory in the Southland Conference Tournament. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll talk a little bit about the SEC Tournament here in this segment of the show. LSU will be taking on Texas A&M today with an opportunity to punch into the Final Four. Not a big game for LSU, not an important game for LSU, but it is a game that you're playing a rival, an opportunity to you know, play for pride and all the different things of the sort. So the Tigers obviously will want to try to win it. Um, here's the thing, man. <laughs> and this is going to sound like Homer talk. It's going to sound like overly optimistic. Um, you know, Casey's just an alum and he's got purple and gold glasses on. That's what it's going to sound like. And I admit that out front that that's what it's going to sound like. But if I'm Jay Johnson right now, I am thrilled with what I'm seeing out in Hoover. (laughs) Thrilled. You have played two games against elite offense, and you've allowed eight runs combined. Your bullpen this weekend has not given up a run in two games. (laughs) And more so than not giving up a run, has been like dominant. Riley Cooper yesterday, four and one-thirds innings, two hits allowed, seven strikeouts, no walks. Cooper was dominant yesterday. The first game against South Carolina, um, your bullpen 
three and two-thirds innings shut out ball. So now you have pitched eight innings in this conference tournament from your bullpen, and you have given up three hits. Eight innings, three hits, with like 12, 13 strikeouts. Yeah, you lost yesterday, and yeah, that's a bummer. Was a poorly timed catcher's interference call something to do with that? Yeah, it was. At the end of the day, Paul Skeens wasn't as sharp as he normally is. I have my theories and my thoughts as to why. I think that because he knew coming in, he was on a limited pitch count. He, he didn't know how to handle it, right? Maybe he was overthrowing, trying to empty the tank, right? But I'm not all that worried about what happened yesterday. Because I know that the odds are, when LSU is playing and allowing five runs, nine times out of ten, they're scoring six or more and are winning. Yesterday was the one time out of 10 that it didn't happen. Now, there is one area of concern. It is the strikeouts. LSU struck out 17 times yesterday. That's not any good for anybody. <laughs> you got to be better than that. 17 strikeouts is not good enough. And it negated the fact that you had 11 hits. You had traffic all throughout the game. You had dudes on base all throughout the game. Yesterday was not a day offensively where you just got stymied, right? Like it wasn't a day where it was just three up, three down, three up, three down, three up, three down. No, you had a lot of first and third. You had a lot of bases loaded. Couldn't get the timely hits or couldn't put pressure on the defense because you couldn't put the ball in play enough. That's a concern. The second thing that is a little bit of a concern to me, and I hate to say this because I love the kid, and he's a local kid. Gavin's struggling at times out there at second base. He doesn't have great range, doesn't have a great arm, and yesterday we saw at least three or four ground balls that took about 10 hops on the infield and still found a way to get under his glove. Look, he's doing what he's got to do to help the team, and they need his bat in the lineup. But the infield defense, there's no doubt, is a little lacking because he doesn't have the best range out there. And yesterday, especially, Arkansas was able to consistently find ways to poke it through that hole and reach base and get some hits. And then the last concern is, when LSU's facing a lefty, they've got a lot of dudes in that lineup who are lefties who are just going to have a hard time. Josh Pearson, they moved him up to the two-hole. They're super excited about what he gives. And, you know, that's not to say that I'm not excited either. I think he's played well. He can't hit two-hole against a lefty. Yesterday, 0 for 4, three strikeouts. He looked overmatched throughout the game. There are others in the lineup that are kind of in the same boat. But today you get another opportunity to face Texas A&M. And if you win, you're in the semifinals. And, and, you know, the thing about the semifinals in the SEC tournament, it all becomes single elimination again. You don't have to beat anybody twice or anything like that. 
<clears throat> so if you could survive today, you give yourself a puncher's chance to go forward. But truly, honestly, at the end of the day, man, like it, it really like you're gonna be a national seed. It almost there's almost a small part of me that that hopes, you know, that the ride kinda ends, right? Because you're look okay, today you're throwing Ty Floyd. And no doubt, Ty Floyd is going to be capable of giving you a very quality start today. Who the hell is going to throw tomorrow? How are you going to piece together nine more innings? And then nine more after that? I don't know that you can, right? And what you don't want to have happen is you don't want some of these bullpen guys who are a little fragile already, right? Maybe are not the most confident already what you don't want is for one of those kids to be asked to start a game not have their best stuff give up seven eight runs in two three innings and then just be shot mentally for the rest of the year so there's not a whole lot to play for but you're playing with house money if you beat AM today you got a single elimination shot at arkansas again chance to maybe make a man chance to maybe knock them out of the sec tournament and uh maybe go to the finals but that's where lsu sits they're playing today at three o'clock Timing couldn't be more perfect. Nichols will be finished by then. It'll be an opportunity to watch the Tigers, be able to watch all the games. <clears throat> and we'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll certainly see how it goes. UNO hit a home run just a second ago. It was a solo home run. It's now 5-3 to three in the bottom of the seventh inning. There's one out and no one on. The Colonels just made a pitching change. They've got one of their relievers, Gailey, in the game. Gailey's a great reliever. I wouldn't be surprised to see him slam the door here and close this thing out. But Nichols is holding on, but it is now just a two-run lead out in Lake Charles as they're taking on the privateers, and Blake Dean and his team got some fight. Um, and then today, LSU and AM at 3 o'clock. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the commercial break, I'll talk to you about some NBA, and then we'll get you some betting picks, and we'll get out of here for the weekend. Just one more segment to go. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back. We'll wrap things up after this commercial break. Hi. I'm Susan Wolverton, Account Executive for KLEB 1600 AM, The Raging Cajun. I have the experience to help you work out an effective marketing plan for your business. I will sit down with you and personalize an effective advertising plan to fit your budget today. Call me, Susan Wolverton, Account Executive for KLEB 1600 AM, The Raging Cajun. Call me at 798-7792. Call me! As a veteran, you get a lot of advice, but wisdom's harder to come by. A lot of people imagine themselves in our shoes without understanding the weight on our shoulders. The truth is, few can understand the pressure of finding your own way after serving in the military. But few isn't none. Steady yourself. You're not alone. You've got support. Learn more at maketheconnection.net. It's Ram season at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. State Bank and Trust Company has provided Cajun banking served just the way you like it for now 70 years. 
State Bank offers a wide variety of modern conveniences without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all know and love. So stop by today and get a taste of Cajun banking and be met by a smiling, familiar face who loves our area as much as you do. That's State Bank and Trust Company, still standing strong after 70 years of loyal service to our community. Are you looking for an outdoor store with all the adventure gear you could possibly need? You'll find it at No Wake Outfitters in Metairie. Fly fishing gear, conventional rods and reels, kayaks, paddle boards, apparel, and accessories. Shop their big selection of kayaks and choose from top brands you trust like New Canoe, Old Town, NRS, and more. Visit No Wake Outfitters, 1926 Airline Drive in Metairie. For the gear you want at the prices you can't pass up. I may be wrong, but I bet when you think of rice, you think about serving it hot. But rice can make some pretty cool salads, too. Just start with rice that's cooked and cooled. Toss with crispy greens and veggies, and you've got a more satisfying salad. For something sweet, toss chilled rice with sliced fruit and a splash of vinaigrette. Search online for other cool rice recipes. Just type in rice salad or cold rice salad. The proud farmers of certified Louisiana rice invite you to chill. Just start with rice. I'm like the water when your ship rolled in that night. I've uh, got a little Taylor Swift playing here in the studio. That's Willow. I, I've told this story before, but um, all of my intro songs and outro songs are based on someone that's close to me. And my dear friend and business partner, Abby Lazard is a big Taylor Swift fan. And she introduced me to some of Taylor's music and Willow became a song that I was fond of. So I threw it in there, but I mentioned Taylor Swift to mention, man, like, look, I'm not this ginormous Swifty, right? I'm not. I mean, I, it's just not my style of music, right? It's a little too slow, a little too sappy for me. But it is really cool to see, and I'm going to get to NBA and the betting picks and everything in just a second, but it is really cool to see at this concert, but she's on tour right now, at these concerts, just tens of thousands of people piled into these venues and... Like, there's no drama. Nobody's fighting. Like, everybody's just having a good time. And in the world today where, you know, if I say the sky is blue, someone is going to argue me and hate me and say that the sky is red, it is really cool to see a little community out there that exists that they just just about having fun, just kicking it and just enjoying themselves, listening to music that they like. Another segment of society that's that way, and I'm looking across the hall at old Luke. Luke's a big gamer, a big Mario fan, big Sonic fan. My godson Jackson, the same way. Gamers are just, and, and Luke's not going to mind me saying this, but he knows it. We joke about it. They're just big old nerds, man. They just like to have a good time. It's like to play their games, chill out, relax. And it's cool to see that, man. Like It's cool to see people just enjoying something just for the sheer joy of enjoying something. Like I'm a wrestling fan. When I get home today, I'm going to have a box. And inside that box is going to be a t-shirt, an autographed picture, and all kinds of different wrestling memorabilia. I've been waiting all week for that. I'm a nerd for that. So I guess where I'm going, and again, I'm going to get to the NBA stuff. Don't don't tune out on me. 
is if you like something, you don't have to apologize for that, man. <laughs> like I, I see people all the time on social media. Oh, I've been, you know, I've been sitting on the couch watching Netflix and like almost apologizing. If you like doing that and it's not disrupting your work life, if it's not disrupting, you know, your your family life as a parent or whatever, then do that. It's okay, man. Like we we spend too much time trying to justify doing things that we enjoy doing. Just live, man. Like just live, do what makes you happy. But anyway, um, yesterday the Boston Celtics um crushed Miami. And remember earlier in the series, I told you guys what? <clears throat> I told you guys Miami's really not that good. You know, they just kind of caught fire at the right time. I told you Boston had a much better roster. I told you that Boston should be able to win this series and should be able to win this series really pretty comfortably. Obviously, I looked like a jackass whenever Miami went up 3-0. The last two games, I'm not sure that I'm necessarily looking like a jackass anymore. There's a very real chance that Boston comes back from down 3-0 and wins this series. They've only got to win one more game in Miami, and that'll be tomorrow night. And if they win tomorrow night in Miami, they're going to beat the brakes off of Miami in Game 7. They've just got a deeper team, y'all. Yesterday, they had four guys score 20 points. Miami ain't getting four guys scoring 20 points. It's Jimmy Butler and then just a bunch of dudes that nobody else wanted. And yeah, it was a fun story. And yes, they do play basketball the right way. And yes, you know, it is an exciting team to watch when things are rolling. But talent for talent, man for man, they can't match up. They can't. Boston was giving away games early in the season and was not competing, was not playing hard. But now that Boston's playing with some of that championship-level intensity, they should be the team that wins these games. If the energy is equal, if the effort is equal, Boston has way more talent and should win these games. So we'll keep an eye on that. Tomorrow's a big game for Miami. You're at home. It's your game seven. It's your last chance to win a home game. You lose tomorrow, then on Monday we're seeing history. On Monday we're seeing Boston win game seven and come back from 3-0 down. It'd be the first time in history that it's ever happened. Just keep an eye on it. It's going to be very interesting to see. Get some betting picks, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, There's no NBA today, um, but we do got some MLB, and we do have some college baseball, and I will give you some stuff that I like in both as soon as my FanDuel app actually loads. Here we go. Uh, The wind is blowing in in Wrigley Field today, uh, so the over-under is over-under six and a half between the Reds and the Cubs. I don't know why I even brought that up. It's not on my list of games to pick. But I just saw the six and a half and thought it was interesting. That's an absurdly low number. Today in the MLB, I'm going to go over nine for the Dodgers and the Rays. It's two good offenses. Um, No, not two good. Two great offenses. Two elite offenses. I think they'll score on each other. Give me the over in that one. Today uh, in the MLB, give me the... um, under 10 for the Braves and the Phillies. 
that's just a lot of runs. I get that it's some good offenses. I get that the arms throwing aren't great. That's just a lot of runs, man. Give me the under 10 there. <clears throat> Give me the Brew Crew minus 134 money line over the San Francisco Giants. Um, give me the Mets minus one and a half run line over the Rockies with Max Scherzer on the mound today. Give me the Astros minus one and a half run line over the A's today. Um, I'm actually going to buy a run. I'm going to take the Astros minus two and a half today over the athletics to try to get a little more bang for my buck. Um, today in college baseball, let me pull that up. Well, let's see what LSU's odds. I'm sure LSU's probably pretty heavily favored today, and I don't know that it's going to be enough value there to warrant placing a wager, but let's see. LSU today is well, just a minus 200 favorite over AM with Ty Floyd on the mound. I actually like that. I think that I would take that. I would take LSU today as the favorite over the AM Aggies. Um, let's see if we got a line for Tulane because crazy enough, Tulane is actually undefeated in their conference tournament right now despite having an atrocious record the green wave is just a couple of wins away from potentially <coughs> excuse me making it into the ncaa tournament but i don't see a line on their game today um but man boy what a story that would be they had the coach dead to rights hung out to dry and uh he can maybe make it to the big dance i would love nothing more than to see them in the lsu regional next weekend for selfish reasons but that's neither here <laughs> here nor there we're gonna wrap up today's show before we do wrap up today's show i want to send a shout out to my partners out on biloxi beach uh coach brian collie and uh miss tanya collie happy 34th wedding anniversary today tanya you put up with them for 34 years kudos to you and congratulations hope you guys all kidding aside have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend Let's wrap up today's show by thanking our sponsors, the Blue Boot Foundation, Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results, Golden Motors, where price is priority, located on Highway 3235 and Cutoff, and Dufresne Building Materials. Experience the Dufresne difference with eight locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Belchase, Luling, Slidell, Araby, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. One last peek at the Southland Conference Tournament scoreboard in the bottom of the eighth inning. Nichols leads 5-3, to three, UNO batting with no one on and one out. Get five more outs, baby. Let's finish the deal. Go Colonels. We're wrapping up today's show. Sports Corner tomorrow morning. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. God bless you all. You've been listening to Play by Play. We'll be back next week having some more fun here on KLEB.